0: Good morning, Church. Our first scripture reading today is taken from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verses 30 to 32. As for you, son of man, your people are talking together about you by the walls and at the doors of the houses, saying to each other, come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. My people come to you, as they usually do, and sit before you to hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. Their mouths speak of love, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well, for they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. The second reading is taken from the book of John, chapter 10, verses 22 to 32. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was in the temple courts, walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father, For which of these do you stone me? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Let's pray together. God, we prayed in so many different ways through song this morning that we would um, hear your voice that we would hear you speaking to us, that we would have the capacity to hear you with our ears and to um, know your desire for us in our hearts. And so we pray this once more as we come to Scripture and the Word, that you would give us the capacity to hear uniquely you, that um, in this time we would know your voice, that it would be familiar to us, and that um, we would be glad to hear it we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight our rock and our redeemer amen as we enter this new ministry year we're identifying some key practices that will be central to our church and our lives together as we embark on this year that will be unlike all of our others While our circumstances will certainly be unique these practices you'll notice are not because we believe that what this new reality is presenting to us is an opportunity for us to learn again the true value of practices which the church has held in high esteem for ages but which are easy for us to forget the importance of when everything seems to be going all right. And when the routines that we've set for ourselves or that we've allowed others to set for us seem to work just fine. And so that's why last week Phil talked about Sabbath, a set-apart day, the first thing that God calls holy in all of Scripture, a time of rest. A sacred time where praying and playing go hand in hand. Where attending to God and attending to ourselves gives us this glimpse of the fullness of life. The goodness not only of rest, but also the goodness of our work as well. I hope that this past week you were able to set aside a full 24 hours for that rest but maybe you couldn't maybe you started smaller maybe you could only carve out eight hours and this week you're going to try to make it 12. this is a good journey for us to be on together so i hope that you'll keep rehearsing these things with us so this morning this second practice the second holy habit which we believe god is calling us to learn again to participate in in fresh ways this year This practice is as difficult to do as it is simple to understand. It is listening. We want to be a people who are listening to God. When everything seems to have gone crazy, a global pandemic causing death and isolation, blatant racial injustice um, continuing to marginalize and to harm, fundamental freedoms repressed around the world, climate disaster unaddressed, And alongside all of this, the loud voices of our culture telling us to consume more and produce more and be more, always calling out to us. When this is our reality, we even more so want to be a people who are found to be listening intently and purposefully for the voice of God. And to some of us, this might sound strange, Maybe you're new to church or you're just exploring faith and you're not sure about a God who speaks. Or maybe you've been in the church for a long time but you've never heard God speak to you, never really known the ways to listen for that voice. And you've always thought that the people who claim to hear God speak in their lives were a bit strange at best and maybe even untrustworthy at worst no matter how strange this sounds to you, if you are interested in following Jesus, this is a reality that you're going to have to wrestle with. Because in today's scripture reading, Jesus says plainly that he speaks to his sheep. His sheep listen to his voice, that he knows them, that they follow him. Following Jesus comes first from listening to his voice. So then we must either say that there are no more people who can follow Jesus because we firmly believe that he does not speak, or we must remain open to, if not begin to believe, the promise of Jesus that his sheep listen to his voice, that he really does speak to those who follow him. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, listening to his voice is not just something that you get to do, a privilege afforded to you but that you can relinquish if you so choose rather listening to Jesus's voice is something that you must be doing in order to actually be following him so then how do we listen for that voice the first tool that we have at our disposal is going to be quite obvious to all of you I suspect and that tool is scripture In the Gospels, we can actually read for ourselves the words of Jesus to his first disciples. And we can chew on what they mean for our lives. But in fact, Jesus says that all of the scriptures, beginning with Moses and the prophets, all of them speak concerning him. And later, the Apostle Paul, in fact, says that all scripture is God-breathed. So we believe that we have the words of God available to us through this book that we call the Bible. And as a people who listen, we should regularly, even daily, be engaging with that book. Approaching it not at just as some scholarly text or some curiosity, but approaching it as if it really was God's word for us. And being willing to hear in its pages the still speaking voice of our shepherd i've personally found this especially helpful as i try to discern if something that comes to me is just maybe my internal monologue or actually the voice and prompting of god to simply see and ask if it aligns with scripture and in fact on a number of occasions things that i've been wrestling with to do that work of figuring out is this me or is this god in those instances, those things have come back to my mind again as I'm reading Scripture, sometimes connected in very surprising ways, but in ways that have made it clear time and again what is God speaking to me and what just isn't. So that's the first thing, the first tool that we have using Scripture. And the second way that we should be listening for that voice is in Sunday worship, is, I hope, in what we're doing right now together. As we worship together, singing praise to God, praying in community, hearing scripture read and scripture interpreted, in these actions, we believe we actually are engaging with the living God. That God speaks as much as we do in worship. That it is God who calls us and that Patrick did a really good job of helping us hear God call us to worship. That it's God who speaks through his word and God who blesses us for our week. Together, every week, we are sort of tuning our ears again to the voice of God, dialing back into that frequency, trusting that those who lead us are experienced in listening for God and sharing that experience with the whole church And as we participate in that rhythm every week, our ears become more and more accustomed to that familiar voice of Jesus. The reality that this is a weekly routine is no mistake. Because the other noises of life that I'm sure you know well, and the other voices telling us what to prioritize and how to live, those voices and noises sometimes distort and sometimes drown out The voice of the shepherd. But when we take time, and we take time to silence our phones and to stop doing the laundry or preparing lunch, to come together in community with others, and to just choose to listen and to respond to the voice of God altogether, if only for an hour or so, we become familiar again with that voice. And hopefully we become better able to pick it up amid all the clashing and clanging of everything else in our day-to-day life. So we have scripture, and we have weekly Sunday worship together that scripture plays an important role in. And I think the third thing that I really felt I needed to mention this morning about how we can listen for this voice of God is noting that the voice of God is something utterly and completely unique. All too often, Attempts are made to co-opt the voice of Jesus for some partisan political purpose. To maybe wrap Jesus in a flag. To suggest that Jesus cares exclusively or primarily for X or Y cause or agenda. To say that if you are a true follower of Jesus, you must vote for this candidate. Support this party or this movement wholeheartedly and unreservedly. And if the voice that you're hearing aligns perfectly with the voice of a party or a movement or the voices of our culture, well, that's not the voice of Jesus that you're hearing. And don't get me wrong. This is not to say that God's voice is never political. It is. Sometimes people ask me why we're so political at church. And I challenge them that the gospel is political. To say that Jesus is Lord is to also say that Caesar is not Lord, that the economy is not Lord, that the pushes of our culture are not Lord. The church is political because God is concerned about political things. God cares about food for the hungry and justice for the oppressed. God cares about right living and lives that bring about full human flourishing. The things that God cares about are the things that, well, we all care about. The things that are discussed at dinner tables as well as in parliamentary chambers. But God is not partisan. God's voice is not liberal or conservative or centrist. God's voice is uniquely God's own. A voice that can say, let the one who is without sin cast the first stone, And who can also command now go and sin no more a voice that can offer immense mercy as well as swift justice god's voice is so often just not the voice we want it to be nor is it a voice that can be bent to the purposes of others but that said it is good god's voice and the way that jesus the good shepherd leads and speaks it's good It's good for us and it's good for our world. So if we really are the flock of Jesus, then we listen to his voice and he knows us and we follow him. Being able to listen is important. And I hope that if you haven't been practicing listening to Jesus, that some of this has been helpful for you already. But it's more than simply listening. We ought to love to listen. And our love of listening should continue to push us to follow to listen more closely to see the fruit of listening in our lives i love the way that god speaks to the prophet ezekiel in our first scripture reading from this morning god says my people come to you as they usually do and sit before you and hear your words but they do not put them into practice their mouths speak of love But their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well, for they hear your words but do not put them into practice. Sometimes I worry and sometimes I wonder if those of us who are used to the voice of Jesus, our shepherd, are at risk of treating it, treating that voice, like these people were treating Ezekiel. That every week we come and we gather and we sit at Jesus' feet and we hear his voice. And we love to hear his voice. We love to listen to it. It's relaxing. It's encouraging. Maybe it's even challenging for us to think about. It's honey for our ears. We'll talk about what we heard until we run out of breath. We'll wait in eager anticipation until we hear more again but it's just entertainment. It's a soothing melody for the nights when we can't sleep. It's a religious sideshow that we appreciate every Sunday morning, but doesn't matter for the rest of our week. We're listening, I fear, like it's elevator music and not the voice of the living God. The other thing that this practice of listening makes clear is that hearing, hearing isn't enough. You must hear. You should even love to hear Jesus' voice, but to listen, you need to give it special attention. And I think we all know what this is like. We're in the middle of a conversation with somebody, and then we get a notification on our phone, and we're lost in that. And then they've said something. I've heard what they said but honestly I have no idea what they were saying I've been distracted there are probably plenty of people who hear Jesus's voice calling and honestly it's one of hundreds mingled in with advertisers and supervisors with philosophers and politicians with the worries of the day and our ambitions for tomorrow they hear the voice but they do not listen to it they do not attend to it they do not value it for what it's worth just hearing it doesn't matter much if we're tuning it out drowning it out or letting it get swallowed up with everything else that we're trying to do to truly listen to the voice of jesus we need to appreciate its importance and value it whenever we hear it breaking through the din. We need to create space to attend to it, to continually tune our hearts and minds to the ways of God's spirit, so that when God speaks, we're familiar with that voice. Mm -hmm. Listening increasingly should become a way of life for us that shapes the rest of our living. Because our God is a God who speaks. At creation, he spoke all things into being. And Jesus is called the Word, and he says his sheep listen to his voice. The people of this God must be a listening people. And the more voices there are, the more distractions that are present, the more that competes for our attention and our devotion, the more important it becomes for us to actually listen For the voice of the shepherd dear flock of jesus listen to his voice know that he knows you and follow him he will give you life to the full and no other voice will steal you from his hand in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen